Welcome to There's a Method to the Madness. I'm Rob Maxwell. I'm an exercise physiologist and personal trainer. I own Maxwell's fitness programs, and I've been in business since 1994. I want to thank our sponsors, Jonathan and Lynn Gilden of the Gilden Group at Realty Pros. They currently have over 280 five-star reviews on Zillow, and they're consummate professionals, and I think it matters Huge sales team, but they take responsibility for everything. If you need to sell your home, look in the buy, I will put their information in the show notes, phone number, and website address. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the trending in fitness. All right, so where are we trending? I listen to different podcasts in the morning, and one of them I listen to is I like listening to uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's podcast. He gives out uh, good information, so I highly recommend that if you're interested in listening to some more fitness stuff or he's got an email like I do. And one of the things he was talking about, it was either this morning's or yesterday's, I'm not really sure. Sometimes I catch up on all of my different podcasts in one day. So, but he was talking about like wearables and some of the other fitness trends that are out there. And I've kind of ranted on this myself over the years on different things. But what he brought up was a study that has recently been done regarding wearables and weight loss. And what I found to be crazy was, although I'm not totally surprised and I'm going to give you my own interpretation of these results, is that people that actually didn't wear wearables over the course of a year, the study was a year long, those that wore them, those that didn't, so those that basically tracked their steps and those that didn't, that's really what they're looking at, those that didn't lost more weight than those that did. And I thought that was really interesting. Now, Some people might listen to that or read that study and then conclude, oh, wearables make you fatter. And of course, that's ridiculous. That's silly. They have their absolute place in the fitness world. And he and his staff were by no means insinuating that either. But what they were looking at is maybe, just maybe, we have a tendency to rely on them too much. And we maybe spend too much time focusing on some of the data that flat out doesn't work. Now, this podcast isn't about wearables. This is mine anyway today. This is about uh, the trends in fitness and how we basically need to get back to what we've always known and pay attention to the most important thing. And I'm going to go through that. So the method to the madness is always about like, so why do things work or why do we claim that they work or why is this theory true or why do they claim that this theory is true? So let's look at steps. I don't think steps is a bad metric. I think it's okay, right? So we've we've talked for a long time, maybe the last 10 years, so the last decade about the 10,000 steps and at first the American Heart Association and ACSA came out with the minimal 5,000 steps. I think they've raised that to seven now. 
And then they're saying, you know, 10,000 is this great ideal. And then even more is better. And look, there's truth to that. Like there is truth to it. But the, what does the method to the madness say? So why is there truth to it? The reason is, is because it is a way to measure activity. So in other words, there's nothing magical about the step, right? I mean, I've had people say to me, well, I've got to get my steps in because I'm only at 3000 today. I said, didn't you ride three hours today? Like, isn't today your long bike ride? Yeah. So didn't you cover 55 miles on your bike in three hours, which is a good clip? Yeah. Okay. That's a huge measurement of activity, but cycling, of course, doesn't pick up your steps. So they still thought or felt compelled to go out and get in their 10,000 steps. All right. Now, listening to that, you might go, well, that's a little nutty. Well, I bring up this pretty extreme question and example because I think we all do that a little bit. So steps are a metric of activity. There is nothing magical about steps. So why maybe, why maybe, and this is my hypothesis, right? Because this is all new studies. I'd have to go back and look at them replicated and see and see if they prove it again and all this. But my, my guess would be that those that didn't lose as much weight because they are using their fitness watches, I would say my guess would be that they're using them exclusively and they're focusing on steps when steps is just simply a metric of activity and those that weren't and were conscious on what really matters, especially in weight loss, which is basically cutting your calories and doing both of the critical forms of exercise for weight loss, which is cardiorespiratory exercise and strength training, that they're going to lose more weight because they're doing what they need to do where people that are just measuring steps are only doing a little bit or maybe a lot more walking. I've known people and they were clients years ago and their form of exercise was steps. And they literally, if they didn't get their steps in, would walk up and down the hallways in their house and do things like that. Look, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with doing more activity versus less. All right. So like if you're bored and you're at home and you're, you know, trapped inside because of a hurricane, which we get here in Florida and things like that. I mean, to me, that sounds like a more wise way to use your time than maybe laying around playing video games or something. I don't know. Maybe, you know, do a little bit of both. But so in those cases, I think it's okay. But like this was like their major form of exercise on a regular basis. So th look, that's not going to work. I mean, to, to get effective aerobic exercise, we got to get our heart rate up. I mean, you know, a person's going to be more fit that does 20 minutes three times a week on an exercise bike, on a Peloton bike, or on a trainer, on a life cycle, going at a 85 to 90% maximum heart rate, they're going to be more cardiorespiratorily fit than a person that's doing 10,000 steps a day, every day. And that's all they're doing for exercise because 
the intensity is too low in those cases, in most people's cases. Again, that's good on top of, but if you really want to get more fit, F-I-T-T, frequency, intensity, time, type, it's going to take a lot more than simply increasing your steps. I mean, that's great for activity, but if we're not getting our heart rate up, we're really not working our cardiovascular system. Studies have shown that the more fit you get, the higher the intensity actually has to be. A lot of studies show that if your VO2 max is over 60, which is a high number, that's a high number, 60 milliliters per kilogram per minute, that's a high number, all right? So like Lance Armstrong's and them's were super high, close to 80, but when, uh, I'm sorry, close to 90, but 87 to be specific, but like 60 is high. Then if you're at 60, you have to be all the way up to 90% of your VO2 max to get further changes. So the more fit you get, the more intensity you need, not the more duration, right? So the steps is great for activity. Don't get me wrong. I think walking is an absolute phenomenal form of exercise. And you can get your heart rate up high walking, but the goal doesn't necessarily need to be, I'm going to get in 10,000 steps a day, although I'm not trying to get you not to do that. The goal needs to be, and I'm going to make sure that I'm walking briskly for 30 minutes three times a week and I'm doing my strength training. So the method to the madness states this very simply. The reason why steps are used isn't because they're magic. It's because it is a way. It's a way to measure physical activity. They also use the caloric burn throughout your day. If you have an Apple watch, if you have a Garmin, if you have a Fitbit, they use your activity burned and they'll show active calorie burn and non-active. In other words, what would have happened if you didn't exercise? So the difference between the two, but that's not always the greatest barometer. And they know that steps is actually a greater barometer activity, but they use both to get your activity level readings. That's what it's for. But to get fit, to get fit, we have an exercise prescription and we need to think about frequency intensity, time, and type. So studies have shown that if you want to get more fit aerobically or cardiorespiratorily speaking, then you need to get in at least three days of 20 minutes of a brisk heart rate, at least over 75, 80% of your maximum heart rate to get fit. All right. And really 30 minutes, five times a week is more ideal. But again, the heart rate has to be elevated. All right. So it's good to to do some lower intensity walks. Don't get me wrong. I walk my dog almost every morning. I say almost. I don't want you to think poor Hazel doesn't get walks sometimes, but Ellen walks her sometimes. But the point is, you know, that's more for like activity, getting outside, walking the dog. You know, that's not intense exercise. I couldn't use that as my only form of exercise. Well, I guess I could, but my fitness levels would drop. All right. And then the American College of Sports Medicine also states frequency, intensity, time, type that we have to get in at least two days a week frequency of strength training of the intensity of getting close to failure on the majority of our working sets, working all the major muscles of the body, right? So that's the other part of the prescription for health and fitness. So steps is great, but remember, you know, we can go back just 10 years ago and the smartwatch really 
wasn't out yet. I'm trying to think exactly when it came out, but I know we had wearables just prior to that. And they were these huge mammoth things you wore on your arms and it, it looked ridiculous. Oh, I shake my head because I actually had one. A buddy of mine was um, selling them and I was helping them with them and whatever. It looked like you're walking around like a Martian or something. But anyway, so those were the early form of the wearables. And then, you know, so, so we go back 20 years. I was speaking to a client this morning about this when he was talking about his um, Garmin or his Apple Watch and when he runs. And I said, You know, Gary, when I first started doing 5Ks and stuff, those things weren't even in anybody's imagination yet, you know, or maybe they were, but they damn sure weren't in mine. And, you know, we use simple Timex watches. You know, we used our Ironman watches, they called them, and they were just Timexes. And you didn't have any clue where you were at in the 5K until you saw a mile marker. And uh, you know what? I, I probably would take those days again as far as racing and all that goes. I mean... You had to learn a lot of things. You couldn't rely on the technology. But the point here is that there was many, 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 many centuries where people were exercising in whatever shape, way, or form. You know, you go back to Plato's day and Socrates' days, they were exercising, right? And obviously, neither one of them had an Apple Watch, right? So we found ways to become very fit. And we paid attention to, I believe, what was more important. And what's more important is, are we getting in our daily dose of prescribed exercise? What's best for us? You know, not what does our Apple watch tell us? You know, are we getting in what we know we're supposed to do? So I think the whole point of the study was that maybe people were relying on steps too much and not enough on getting their exercise in and probably not enough on counting their calories and making sure they're below their limit on calories. So that's it today. So remember frequency, intensity, time, and type. Rely on your program, not so much that little slave on your wrist, okay? Or don't be a slave to that thing on your wrist, I should say. All right. So thank you, Daytona Beach Overhead Door, which is the premier garage door company in the state of Florida. And I just happen to think that we have the best franchise right here in Daytona Beach. Zach and Jeff Hawk, father and team, father and son team, run the show here. I've known Jeff for 30 years. I've known Zach for about five now, and they're incredible men, and they do a great job, and their customer service is through the roof good. And if you need any help with your garage doors or buy a new one, I will put their information in the show notes. All right. Until next time, be Max Fit and be Max Well. <laughs>